Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is one that starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. We continue our meditation, the book of Jonah, Jonah's magnificent God. And now we're in chapter four, looking at God's magnificent passion. Did you know God's love for me never changes, even when I am fickle, moody, and inconsistent towards him? You know, the Lord God prepared a gourd and made it come over where Jonah was, that it might be a shadow over his head to deliver him from his grief. So Jonah was exceedingly glad for the gourd. God was so kind to Jonah. God prepared a nice shade tree for Jonah, who was suffering from the unbearable heat from a scorching sun. This gourd that God prepared was a broadleaf plant that attached itself to the booth that Jonah built to shade himself from the intense Middle Eastern sun. Now, God knew that Jonah was grieved, even if his grief was a selfish response to God's will. What is grief? When do most people experience true grief? What seems to be grievous to some is not so grievous to others. It all seems to depend on people's life focus and past experiences. The same Hebrew word used for Jonah's grief is used for Nineveh's wickedness, the sailor's evil storm, the Ninevites' violent lifestyle, and the horrible consequences of God's judgment. You know, being hot and sweaty to Jonah was as bad as the life-threatening storm to the sailors or the evil violence of the Ninevites to God. In the same school, one girl could be grieved because her grandfather was just diagnosed with cancer, while another girl could be grieved because some boy didn't like her. Jonah certainly lived on an emotional roller coaster. In Jonah's mind, he was about as low as a man could get until God prepared the gourd plant and sent some shade. Then, seconds later, Jonah was exceedingly glad for the comfort and the shade of the gourd tree. Jonah was not just glad, but he was exceedingly glad. He is now on a high high. Jonah was a moody man. If he was a superhero, he probably would have been called Mood Man. He seemed to be a man of extremes, extreme highs and extreme lows. Such extremes can cause instability and irritability. How should a strong focus on God's presence, power, and sovereignty affect our moods? Well, remember, what makes you sad, mad, and glad reveals your view of God. Today, everything needs to be extreme since normal is not good enough. Even good is not good enough. It has to be mega extreme, severe, radical on the edge, or we don't want it. The problem is this way of thinking also affects our spiritual lives. Jonah was either exceedingly glad or exceedingly displeased. What goes up must come down. High highs always bring about low lows. And the godly characteristic of consistency is thrown out the window. Would you consider yourself a moody person? Do you battle with inconsistency, being depressed and discouraged one day and on top of the world the next? Does your fluctuation in moods cause inconsistency in your devotional life? How about your prayer life? Do your moods affect your relationships with anyone in your family? You know, Jonah's God, and I trust your God, is immutable. Immutable simply means unchanging. God is the same today as he was yesterday and the same today as he will be tomorrow. We would all be in trouble if we served a fickle, moody God. What if God was as moody in his love towards us as we are in our hearts towards him? Or what if God got upset with us and said that he didn't love us anymore? Or what if God got mad at us and said he didn't even care what happened to us? What if God was as inconsistent in his promises to us as we often are to him? 
You know, without writing down an answer to those questions, aren't you glad that God's love is not a fickle, moody, unpredictable kind of love? God's never-ending love is summed up in Jeremiah 31.3 and Psalm 103.17. The Lord has appeared of old unto me, saying, Yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. The mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him. Before salvation, many of us were foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving various lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful, and hating one another. Even then, the kindness and the love of God our Savior toward man appeared. King David got this. He knew that even though he struggled, God loved him. As we close, let me share a few lyrics from some of David's songs of thanksgiving and these songs that David wrote about God's steadfast love. But I have trusted in your steadfast love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. For your steadfast love is before my eyes, and I will walk in your faithfulness. I will rejoice and be glad in your steadfast love because you have seen my affliction. You have known the distress of my soul. Steadfast love surrounds the ones who trust in the Lord. Your steadfast love, O Lord, extends to the heavens, your faithfulness to the clouds. As for you, O Lord, you will not restrain your mercy from me. Your steadfast love and your faithfulness will be ever, ever there to preserve me. For you, O Lord, are good and forgiving, abounding in steadfast love to all who call upon you. How precious is your steadfast love, O God. How much does God love his inconsistent, up-and-down, fickle, moody children? He stretched out his arms as they were being nailed to a cruel cross and said this much. Hey guys, love from God never ever changes. God loves us even when we act like we don't love him. That is so wonderful. Hey, our time's up. I hope this, is, hope this has been an encouragement to you. But today is the day the Lord made. I hope you rejoice and are glad in it. And I hope that today you have a good day.